it's the goal of business is to create more business, mm -hmm. then you're only going to get busier. But we often think, well, once I get this website up or once we get this new client on board or once the holidays are over, whatever, you think, ah, oh, things will be different. Yep. And then you hear yourself say that for a couple of years and you think, huh, things don't seem to be getting different. Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day both a platform and Amazon best-selling book that helps entrepreneurs to systematically grow their business and enjoy a personal life too. After the loss of her husband, she returned full-time to the marketing and branding agency where she had founded years earlier, only to find her business was thriving. She began teaching clients the exact systems and processes that had freed her up and helped her during that difficult time and changed their lives in the process. Through sound time management principles that anyone can easily understand and apply, her clients now had more time, freedom, and recaptured the joy and fun they once had when they first started their businesses. Her and her book have been featured on the award-winning Read to Lead podcast, more than a dozen top iTunes podcasts, radio shows throughout the US and TV shows including The Riley Reports. Win the Hour, Win the Day offers a four-week productivity plan to go from overwhelmed to highly efficient so that you can reclaim your life. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Thank you for being part of the Stressless Entrepreneurs launch week. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to be here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I am honored and I'm excited. I think your message is important. I Chris, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show today was because you're the author of best-selling book called Win the Hour, Win the Day, where you teach small businesses how to be more effective in their time management. Now, the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast revolves around stress and stress management, of which understanding time management is, I think, critical in helping to achieve a stress-free life. So I'd love to dive deeper into how the two systems interplay. But... Before we do that, I just want to know a little more about you and your personal growth story. Chris, are you able to introduce yourself to our audience and give us a little bit of background on what it is that you do and who it is that you help? Sure, I'll tell you okay. everything Fantastic. but my weight. That's How's that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a marketing agency and I've had it for over 12 years now, but I was in business you know, for about four years and I was stressed out. I was working crazy hours. And I talk about this in my book. I almost electrocuted myself one day because I was in such a rush. And, you know, as part of my backstory, people also know that I got pulled away from that business. You know, I, I started making some changes and putting some things in place so that mm -hmm. productivity could be my superpower. And luckily I did because I was pulled away from that business for about two years when my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And when I returned after his passing, 
you know, after his death, my clients had no idea that I was away. They had no idea. They, they just didn't understand that anything had changed. And so they started to approach me and say, oh my gosh, you know, how did you do that? Because, you know, let's be honest, to take the emotion out of it, all that stuff, even his treatment, his appointments, his surgeries, yeah. that was a full-time job. Plus, of course, stress and emotion and everything that goes with that, losing your best friend, the, the fear, all that stuff. So my clients asked me how I managed. And so that's, you know, I started working with them and helping them put some strategies in place for their business so that, you know, they could triple their time off, double their income, start taking real vacations. And because I think business should be fun, but more importantly, I think your business should support your life, not consume it because we all have interruptions in their life. Things happen and you should have a business that you can lean on so that's how win the hour win the day so came i wanted about. to touch on a few things that you said there in terms of the business should be supporting your life and not consuming it do you believe i guess for mm -hmm. the audience most of us would be working full-time but also managing a side hustle so initially there would be that concept of i got and put in the the initial hours just to set up the infrastructure, set up the systems, and then I can move forward in increasing my productivity or finding more time. Do you have any advice on those who are just starting off their journey on how they can manage that more effectively? Yeah, so it's really not about managing time. It's whatever you have then you want to make yep. the best use of it, right? The absolute best use of it. So if you're doing a side hustle, man, if you're lucky enough, then that's going to let you set up structures right from the beginning because you're like, I can only do this eight hours yep. a week or two hours a day or whatever. So if you get the right supports in place, what's going to happen is when that becomes your full-time hustle, you're going to be set up for success. And you know, there's so many things I could talk to you about for sure and how the brain works and all this other exciting stuff that's really easily digestible and easy and permanent fix and it's in the book. But I would also want to dive in and tell people right from the get start, one of the things that people are not understanding in this day and age, the ability to get support and to build a team to maximize your vision because that's what you are as an entrepreneur. You are a visionary. And so now with the world being this small global village, you know, if you're doing a side hustle, whatever it is you're doing, then you can have somebody supporting you, say admin work for, you know, three hours a week for 40 bucks or something like that. Like there's all kinds of resources that you have now that you never had even six years ago. So it's a magical time to be in business and you have so much at your fingertips. But what I would tell you is it's not about really managing time. It's about making productivity your superpower and it's about leveraging your time. And it's about making sure that when you have a goal, this is the, I mean, everyone should really listen to this part because this is the part mm -hmm. where most people go wrong as entrepreneur. What happens is they end up moving further and further away from the goal instead of closer. So your side hustle example, let's say you're going to be, I don't know, let's say you're going to be, a, you're going to open a salon and you're a hairdresser or something like that. You know what? That's a little bit labor intensive. Let's, why don't you throw an example to me? Tell me somebody in your audience and I'll, I'll get, we'll go on that. I have a friend that example? wants to open up a dumpling restaurant. The, the intention is to open a, a dumpling restaurant, but now she's kind of doing it at home and selling it ad hoc. 
Okay. So <laughs> another really tricky industry because yeah. restaurants are so labor intensive and they have a low success rate and, uh, you know, low returns on their investment, but let's just go with that. So let's say she's a, an amazing cook and she makes great dumplings and all this other stuff. What happens is then you start getting sidetracked of, okay, oh my gosh, I got to learn how to make mm -hmm. a website. I got to learn about SEO and then I have to learn how to do this. And I have to do some graphics. And all of a sudden, you know, she hasn't touched a dumpling in six to eight months because she keeps moving further away from the goal. Everyone tells her, oh, she needs this, she needs that. And she does need all those things. But then people will say to you, oh, but Chris, she's not even in business yet. How can she afford help? Well, again, back to the magicalness of building a team in this modern world with outsourcing, you know, she can get somebody to do a graphic, a logo for her company yep. for like 30 bucks or, you know, there's just so many resources. So what I would tell you is, Remember that you are the visionary as the entrepreneur. And if you start with that mindset, then all the other strategies I teach you in the book, you know, and, and there's other things we can dive into. But if you can start with that mindset, you are going to be ahead yeah. of And most I guess of it's about strategically understanding that an initial investment will pay off in the long run. And if you free up your time to allow you to, I guess, be the visionary, you would be able to, I guess, push forward your business much quicker well that's a great point and you know here's an example i have a client of mine in my marketing agency and she is a high-end type accountant and she deals with businesses who are uh, ex-former military and they do government contracting so it's a lot of really heavy numbers and government contracting and accounting and she runs this event once a year for this community that she, uh, you know, is in. And it's really about networking. It's a big to-do in her world. So until she met me, there she was with all this crazy accounting knowledge and government contracting, heavy, like super accounting. Even in the accounting world, she deals with a heavy subject. And there she was at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out Canva to make a flyer for this event because somebody needed it in order for her to sell more tickets to go to this event. Well, with that kind of brain power and number capacity and all the education she has, she shouldn't be trying to yep. figure out Canva at 2 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, but she's like, well, Chris, I haven't run the event yet, and so it's going to cost money. Okay, great. So we go online, and, you know, it's really – you know, it's not as easy as just say go online and hire somebody from Canva and which, you know, to do these flyers, which we did, but we set her up with really simple, easy to use strategies, how to hire somebody, what to look for, what to do. And we gave her a blueprint and she followed that. Like, you know, it, it's, we set it up for a, for a monkey to succeed. And then all of a sudden she had somebody that could do all this stuff for her. And it was something like, you know, 60 bucks and it saved her like, I don't know, seven hours and they did it you know, in two. So it's really about understanding where your zone of genius is and making sure you stay it's funny in there you say that because I've been introduced to Canva and Canva has been one of the easier platforms for me to learn. But then when it comes to building my website and understanding WordPress, you know, there's a frustration in there that I haven't been able to kind of get through, or there's a war that's kind of blocking my path to do what it is that I want to do. That leads to my second question, you know, why do you think time management is such a struggle for some people and they want to be involved, they want to do this and they want to make sure that they're the ones doing it and forget that they're not getting any efficiencies by doing it that way? 
Yeah, those are some really good points. And what I would tell you, and, and this is the saddest part, is entrepreneurs are just working so hard, but they're working against themselves. And some, you know, mistakes, I wouldn't even call them rookie mistakes, because some people do this until the day that they just walk out of their business 40 years later, and they don't have a business to sell, because they didn't set it up to be something that they could sell. They weren't, it wasn't set up to have systems and there, there was no productivity plan. It was just like really being self-employed. So what I would tell you is that the mistakes that most make are they react and they try to think that they're saving money if they do it themselves and learn it themselves. So what you're saying is like the website's a frustration. Well, you know what? There are people that go to school for two, three years, just to learn how to do all that stuff that you want to learn yep. how to do at the end of a long day. And I made the same mistake myself to be like, okay, I got to learn something new. So after I work eight or nine hours tonight, when I'm exhausted, I'll try to figure out that new thing because you feel like it's you against the world. And first of all, that's not how the brain learns. I would tell you the first thing you want to do is when you start your work day, you want to start like you're at a full battery on your phone and you want to start with the stuff that requires the most focus and creativity, not your emails that send you in all different directions and then really just wear your battery down really quickly. You start with things mm -hmm. that require the most focus or attention. And then you move on to tasks later in the day that don't take as much concentration like your emails and stuff like that. But what happens, what really makes entrepreneurs suffer is they are reacting and they are running around trying to do a whole bunch of things at once. And if you did one thing successfully at a time and moved on to the next, you'd yield much bigger results. And then you'd be, you cannot improve what you don't measure. So when you're all over the map, just reacting, like trying to guns a blazing, trying to manage all the fires and put them out. Yeah. It's great you that you mentioned that fast. the concept of actually measuring your efficiency and time. So I guess a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs who, who think they have a lot of time, you know, after work or the morning they, they wake up, but there's just constantly distractions. And by the time, you know, the day's finished, they, they realize that half of it was unproductive. So that's the great way to, I guess, track productivity. That's a really good point. And this is something that people are always shocked about. Like we all, even that accountant I spoke about, she was all very big on her numbers and her finances. She knew all that. She was an accountant. But here's a rookie mistake that so many people make. People will say to me all the time, and I talk about this in the book, they'll say, I'll say, they don't put down what they do every day on their calendar. And they'll be like, well, Chris, I know I have to do this every day. I don't need to put it on my calendar. Like, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I had one client and she has to do a certain sort of a book. The bookkeeper wants us to do a little thing at the end of the day, mm -hmm. level things off. It takes her 45 minutes. So she said, well, I don't put that there, Chris. I know I have to do it every yep. day. It doesn't need to be on my calendar. So I said to her, well, that's kind of like saying, hmm, I know my car payment comes out every month, so I don't count it. Like you, the money's gone. So the same thing with your calendar, what's happening is you're doing all this stuff. You're not keeping track. You're not putting it in it, your calendar is your time bank account. So another big mistake that so many people make is they may walk into their work day and think that they have eight hours, but they may only have five. So therefore the numbers are, you're set up to fail right from the get go. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. a huge so problem. So in your book, you talk about removing the concept of a to-do list and transferring those tasks into your calendar because mm -hmm. that's a, a great way to allocate time and to understand effort for those tasks. Do you still recommend using a to-do list mm -hmm. at all or integrating it in some form or way? 
A to-do list is an amazing tool. If you are looking to stress yourself out, create emergencies, avoid getting work done, things like that, it's a great tool for that. Uh, Because a to-do list is really a percolating list of emergencies. It has no increments of time. There's no order. You know, one thing on the list might take 20 minutes. Another might take two hours. You know, it's not something that can be transferred to another person. So when you hire someone, here's my to-do list. There's no sequence. So it's really great if you're looking to avoid success. But otherwise, a to-do list is Okay. It's funny you say that because I'm just looking down at my desk and there's a to-do list just staring at me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I used to do that. I used to hit the floor Monday morning, to-do list in hand, and I was going to take on the world. For some reason, I always thought Mondays were like this bigger day, right? And what would happen is I would just burn through, of course, there is some psychological aspect to that. You pick the stuff that you know is easier and you go, oh, good. I burned, Mm -hmm. like, look, six things off my to-do list. But then you hit the next thing and it takes two hours or you hit the thing after that and you don't realize, hmm, I've now derailed. I thought this would take less time. Like you don't know, you know, when you're off course. And so all of a sudden you're working later Monday night and you think, oh, I feel so bad. I, I didn't get half of this done. So then I'll come in earlier tomorrow and you stay late. And when you put things on your calendar, like I had a situation where a couple of weeks ago, something happened with my computer. I had to call for support. I'm on the phone for like an hour. I've lost an hour. We figured it out. Great. So the old Chris would have just went into hysterical mode and started going quicker, quicker and try to get everyone around her going quicker because we lost time and I'm reacting. What I did was I looked at the calendar and said, okay, I lost an hour. What can I move to later in the week? And then I did. And then I was calm and proceeded with the same efficiency in my workday instead of being all reactionary and stressed out and, you know, knocking the coffee over and stuff like that. So it's really about having a purposeful plan and, and really steering the and ship in instead book, of reacting you recommend using an online calendar because there are the benefits of you know being mm-hmm. able to share it and integrate it with different apps and using your phone and your desktop i know that our audience some of us would be using a physical journal or planner to start their day or kind of plan their day do you have any thoughts on that or you know if they still want to be using a physical type of document how they can integrate that. Well, you know, it's personal preference. So first of all, I would say hats off to using calendar. And if you're using it wisely, that's step one. So if you're actually using it, not because sometimes people use a calendar as a to-do list, like they just write things down, they hope to get done today. But if you're blocking off your time and you're using it wisely, that's a step in the right direction for sure. That's all that matters. The concern I have, I remember many years ago when I was using a paper day timer and I, I like I lost it for a day. I, I, I lost it, you know, I left it in a store somewhere because I opened it up to get some measurements or something. And Oh my gosh, I was sick. Like I didn't know where my appointments, yep, yep. there was just no backup, right? So, I mean, that was my life, my Bible. And this was before we were very, you know, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth and there wasn't as much digital integration. So there is that risk of if you lose it, also you know, in in this day and age, when you're an entrepreneur, like if you make an appointment with me, often I'm going to link it to your calendar so that it goes right into there. If you're putting it on paper, you have no ability to communicate to somebody else that you, you know, or your team, and no one can see where you are. So there are limitations to that. But if you can work within those limitations, yeah, when it comes to efficiency, you don't want to be duplicating rates of effort. And there's that inefficiency. Well, yeah, because 
this subject to human error because you're sending me an email about an appointment we're going to have. So now instead of copying and pasting that or clicking, hitting right click and putting that right in my Google calendar, I'm now getting a paper and pen and putting it in a book. Did I write down the right number? Did I get the wrong time? And then, you know, I have a lot of appointments with time zones around the world. So that gets a bit yep. more tricky with the paper calendar. So it's just a preference. But if you're really into managing your workload, I think you'll find that you might need more muscle than that can give you. So that was sort of resolved. Yep. And in regards to the calendar, are you integrating work and life together and seeing it as one big picture? Or are you trying to find systems to kind of separate the two? So systems is a heavy word that I don't particularly love because what will happen is really what people keep telling me all the time is that it changes how they view their business and their mindset. So this isn't another, you know, put these time management systems in place and all this heavy stuff, but it does make you see time differently yep. is the report that I get. So what I would tell you is, yeah, if you're going to do stuff in your personal life, it should be on your calendar because I don't think your business should consume your life. I think it should support your life. So you should have personal stuff on your calendar because you should have a personal life. And if you have to go visit grandma, you know, Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening because it's her big birthday, then you may not want to have an early morning meeting Monday because of the drive back and all this stuff. So it's where you spend your time. And also businesses are not run on memory. So you don't want a phone call from a spouse saying, hey, you're supposed to be here a half hour ago. We were supposed to go to your cousin's birthday. And you're like, yep. oh, right. I'm supposed to remember that. So again, it's where your time yep. goes. And it's it great should you say be that mapped out. I got two highlights here in the book and it says, your calendar is your GPS to your day. And another one that says schedule yeah. self-care time, which I think is, is great in terms of recovery and productivity, yeah. I guess, that give or take. Yeah. And think about that example. So it's kind of like a to-do list. If we were going on a, a trip for, you know, for the weekend, let's say you're going driving from New York to LA, you're not going to say, okay, what would that look like with a to-do list? It'd be like, okay, you know, uh, I bring warm clothes, money for this. You would just have this list. Whereas the GPS would tell us when we're going to get there, how long it will take. It'll tell us instantly when we go off course. You know, so you're not going to be driving along, looking behind you saying, okay, when do I tell everybody in this car that I missed the exit two hours ago, right? So if you want that kind of efficiency for a weekend trip, wouldn't so you want that for your business? planning your, the day to make sure that you hold yourself accountable as well. Yeah. And if you can't plan your time, you can't plan a team's time. And really until you have a team, you are self-employed. So even if it's like when I first started, there's times I had students, we had a student every semester for free and we trained her and, and she trained the next person. But to be an entrepreneur, in order to make profits, in order to have a bigger impact on your audience and reach more people, you need to have a team. Now, a team can be two people that work, you know, four or five hours a week, every week, but they take some of the load off the tedious tasks that you're not passionate about or isn't your zone of genius and it allows you to do things that will bring in more revenue so really it's just about learning to make productivity your superpower so that you can transfer that to you know the next person you hire and the person after that because until you do that you are just with a yeah, very so expensive that job i think comes down to our ability to understand that our business is there to help not just only our customers, but also our employees as well, and making sure that they're in it to understand our processes and developing themselves as well.
Well, it's about you being able to execute at a higher level. So, you know, some people will say to me, oh, it's too much work to train somebody and all this stuff. And I'll say, okay, well, you know, show me what it is you do. And so then I show them that they can do a screen share while they're doing that. So let's say, for example, these emails have to go out on Fridays to your clients or something. And then you just do a screen capture video and this is how I do it. And then you get your admin person to copy your process. They can even type it out with a transcription based on what your two minute video was. And then they can, you know, emulate that. So it's done every Friday. So that means, Oh, that was a tedious repetitive task that I do every Friday. Now what I can do is go do a sales call or I could be, you know, creating our next product or our next info thing that will, you know, get people to opt in and we could get some potential leads going. So it's really, you know, not about just building out a team just for the sake of it. It's about clearing space off your desk so that you can do more revenue. Yeah. And I think it's great that you mentioned the, the screen sharing aspect because not many entrepreneurs are using that to kind of teach their virtual assistants or preparing tasks and that saves them from actually having to be present and showing them. So there's efficiencies gained there. Let's take a step back a bit and speak more about the freedom formula or the framework that is within win the hour, win the day. And the book, it's based on Mm -hmm. six key principles. Are you able to describe to the audience how that came about and just a bit more in detail? Sure. Well, what I did is I really just, I mean, to take it back even further, what I did is I talked about, are you a successful person or are you a struggler? And that has nothing to do with income. Like you could be making a very lucrative income and still be a struggler. So it's really about, can your business operate without you? Can you go away for a real vacation for two weeks? If, you know, if something happened and I've seen businesses fold because somebody slipped and broke their arm and like there's no business because the entrepreneur was the business. So it's really making you understand, are you a successful person or are you a struggler? And it's really about the mindset of the struggler and the mindset of the successful person. So for example, one of the chapters I talk about when I started, you know, getting co-op students and when I started hiring people and strugglers would say to me, oh, you know what? I don't have time to train them. It's too much work. You know, I can't find good help. There's all these things where successful people would show me like, oh, you know what? This is a really great way to train them. Just get them to video record what they're doing. And the next person comes in, can just copy it. They don't even have to talk to each other. So they would give me tips to make it more and more efficient versus the obstacles. So each one of those things, each one of those chapters is really just looking at different aspects of how does the successful person see the world and how does the struggler see the world? Yeah, and that's a a fantastic concept because I know a lot of people who are chasing the the wealth but don't realize that more wealth may come with more responsibility and more stress and they forget that the intention of getting more wealth is to achieve a certain amount of happiness and that may not actually mean, you know, you have to chase maximum profit or maximum wealth. Or people will say, well, you don't understand, Krista, you know, once I get caught up, things will be different, right? And it's like, okay, well, if your idea of business, is the goal of business mm-hmm. is to create more business, then you're only going to get busier. But we often think, well, once I get this website up or once we get this new client on board or once the holidays are over, whatever, yep. you think, ah, oh, things will be different. And then you hear yourself say that for a couple of years and you think, huh, things don't seem to be getting different. And if you are doing a good job, then the goal is for you to have 
more clients. Yes, that means more revenue, but that can also mean more and more hours. And you just get caught in that trap where you're getting more and more exhausted. So you're less and less productive. And so you become, you know, less efficient. And so you're really grinding yourself down as far mm -hmm. as well as the business. So, you know, just getting more revenue is not the answer because you're right with that revenue comes expenses and work. So it's about being efficient with that process. Versus if you only just had growing. to pick one technique or strategy or principle that's recommended in the book for entrepreneurs to implement in their life, what do you think that would be? Well, you touched on some really important ones. Using the to-do list is definitely a problem and will bring you no success, and, but nothing but pain. Put, using your calendar is your time bank account. That is absolutely huge. That is the biggest mistake that most make. And then another I would say is not working backwards. So we know in our personal life, let's say you have to be at the dentist Thursday at 11 in the morning. It doesn't matter how much the dentist costs, how much you don't like going to the dentist, how painful it's going to be. You will sit there and you'll say, okay, I'm going to be there. I have to be there at 11. So it's our way. I have to leave at 10. And then you start working backwards with the things you have to do in the morning. So you might decide that with your kids or whatever, you have to get up at 7.30 to be at the dentist at 11 a.m. You do, you've done the math. Okay, you've got a plan. But with business, we get a new customer. We get all excited. We jump in and we say, oh my gosh, this is a great opportunity. I got the check, blah, blah, blah. And you just start working in a fever and you get all excited. And then other things get neglected and pushed to the side. And you also don't even have a plan. Whereas if you say, for example, okay, I have this client and we need to deliver you know, our, our project, our, our package to them three weeks from now. So it might be like something like when I wanted to write my book, it's like, I wanted my book to come out in June. So I sat down and I did the math and I looked at it and said, okay, in order for this to happen, to get the editors, do all this stuff, I had to, at that time, do five pages per day. Now, there were some days I said to myself, I don't think I have five pages in me. The old me, younger business Chris would have said, oh, you know what? You don't have it in you today. You're just going to fly tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be so much better. You'll be rested. You won't have the stress of this new client, whatever it is that I felt was my excuse for that day. And I would have jumped in enthusiastically the next day thinking I could make up for that time. But what I realized because I mapped it out is I realized five pages per day. If I don't have it in me today, I'm not going to have 10 in me tomorrow or 15 in me the next day. So because I had a plan that was so painfully obvious, I couldn't derail with that. I couldn't give myself a false sense of, yeah, yeah, you can do this because the numbers were so blaring. And I had like, if I don't do this five pages per day, Monday to Friday, I won't get it out in June. So I had worked backwards and that kept me sort yep. of sober and on task. Whereas if you just think, oh, I want to have a book out by this summer, then that turns into it's fantastic that you mentioned working backwards because ever since you know going through high school and completing projects i've always left things to the last minute and more often than not you you underestimate yeah. the time needed to actually do a, a competent tasking so and, and that in a sense builds yeah. up an unnecessary form of stress now in my line of work i work in yeah. project management at the moment and when it comes to scheduling the concept of working backwards is is a must and that's that's how we 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 schedule our tasks so a, a fantastic yeah. way to implement productivity planning and just reduction of, of stress 
Yeah. Now knowing yeah, what 100%. you know, if you had a chance to start all over, or if you you know, there's a recommendation for our audience to say, there's just this one thing that you need to do to make sure that you increase your time management or achieve the goals and the lifestyle that you've wanted to achieve. Is there a key recommendation that you can advise to our audience? Yeah, so I think the saddest thing I hear all the time from people that are newer in business say, oh, I, you know, I want to, I'm starting my own business because I want to spend more time with my family or my children. I think, well, good luck with that. You, They will see so much less of you, it's frightening. So what I would say is we go into this passion, maybe we have a passion for something we always wanted to do, but part of that excitement is planning your own time and, and thinking you're going to have freedom in your schedule. And it's, you know, it just sounds very exciting and seductive, but you can get eaten up really quick by that. And so what I would say to you is again and again, it's really about right from the beginning, taking a look at everything that you do and say, what can I outsource? And even if you have no budget, you know, we're talking literally pennies for the price of a coffee. You can say, okay, you know, my business is four months old and I need to, let's say, let's say I'm a graphic designer and I need to go get new clients. Well, you know, when I send out emails or do stuff on social media or things like that, I can have an admin person do that while I'm working on the design or while I go meet with a new potential customer. So making sure that you don't dilute and wear down that one skill set that you do have talent in and it becomes pushed and pushed to the bottom of the plate where you get buried with the busyness of the of your business then that makes your zone of genius you know just watered down and so you become less and less effective in the one area you were great at so really just learning to start building a team and a team can be again somebody you pay 30 bucks for 2 hours a week you, we no longer are tied down to having to pick somebody that has to come to our place of business, buy them a desk, hire them, give them a certain commitment of hours. There's so many benefits right now um, that will just allow your business to soar. That even when I started 12 years ago, you know, I, I didn't have the, the luxury of outsourcing. I would have to hire somebody locally yep. and I'd have to have enough hours for them and I'd have to have another desk and another computer. So you know, the world is your oyster right now. And if you want to have a real business, be a real entrepreneur, you need to start from day one with the mindset of how can a team support me? And and just that strategy will get you so much okay, faster. Okay, so there's so two key quicker. things you mentioned there. I think first, don't be afraid to get support in your business. And two, don't forget to live life. And in that second statement, you know, it's... Uh, brought a, a quote that I've recently just read because at the moment I'm doing about 80 hours a week, give or take. And I've been doing that for the past four weeks now because that's just where I am in the stage of my business. But the, the quote actually reads something along the lines, being busy is the biggest distraction from living. And you know, I, I read this 2am in the morning and I was like, I think I need to review and reassess what it is that I'm trying to achieve here because, you know, my, my partner or my friends, I'm sacrificing time with them to kind of hopefully achieve something in the future. Yeah. And some even say, I find it a bit harsh, but I've seen this from some of the, I forget who the exact quote was, but a lot of the real big industry leaders now say busy is the new stupid. Like busy is just a distraction. If you're busy, but you're, you know, are you effective or are you busy? 
And even if you've got a 40 hour a week job, I would tell you that the other 40, if you were one of my clients in my group coaching, I promise you that you would see bigger results in way less time. So if you're starting a side hustle, then yeah, you're going to not work 40 hours, but you might work an extra 15. And all of a sudden that 15 becomes really effective. So in a short period of time, your entrepreneurial side grows financially, which will allow you to get rid of you know, your day job. But at the rate you're going, you're just doing, going to be doing two things poorly because you're exhausted and you have a human brain. And if, you know, in the book, I tell numerous funny stories where, my gosh, my computer crashed and the guy said, I, you know, it was just tired. I'm like, what do you mean tired? It, it got more rest than I did, but I wouldn't even shut it down because I was only sleeping for four or five hours. It'd take too long to boot it back up. So I wore a computer yeah. out being fatigued. So I'm sure I wasn't very refreshed and reports indicate also that I was not very charming when I was exhausted going two, three years without sleep. So, you know, you, you're just going to be, as you move forward, you're going to be less and less effective because you know, cause you're a horse would get tired. A machine would get tired. So you're working against yourself and it's great that you have these ambitions, but you know, it's kind of like, do you want to go to the grocery store and carry six bags of groceries home on your bike? Or do yeah. you want to put them in the trunk of a car? You'll get there with both paths. Yeah, you'll get there, but the eggs will be broken. You'll be exhausted. You know, it'll be a hot mess in the car. You just get there much quicker seeing groceries. So, you know, it, it, it can be done and it doesn't need I to be. I think that's a great analogy as well. Before we finish off, I just wanted to ask you, you've been in the industry for 12 years now. Are there challenges that are constantly around or, you know, popping up on a consistent basis? And does it get easier to, I guess, tackle them? Or how can the audience implement time management to kind of tackle those challenges? Yeah, so what happens is we talk about this in the book is when you put some strategies in place, you know, how I compare it to, it's almost like, let's say you're in a grocery store, we talked about that a minute ago, and you see an apple that rolls off the pile and rolls onto the floor. You just pick the apple up, you put it back in the pile. That's great. But in the old days, when one of those apples unrolled, the whole pile came down yep. and went all over the floor in different directions, right? It was just like, oh my gosh. So what I find now is I have strategies in place. I have a team, we have processes. And so there might be a hiccup that something comes up. Things come up all the time. But then it's just a minor course correct you know, it's like you're driving along and you hit a pothole. Oh, you just course correct versus mm -hmm. you go off the road into the ditch, you know, and I got to get the car towed. So do things come up? Of course, that's part of business. But I tell you, they don't not me or my clients that I work with. They don't derail them or knock you on your butt like they did in the first few years. They just don't because we have too many things in place that's like, oh yeah, we can deal with that. We've got a process. We have a team. And again, a team sounds really expensive, but I'm talking to you about, it could be somebody that makes a difference in your life five hours a week. So it's the strategy that implements the team that's more important even than the team because it will yep. change how you think. So yeah, if you want to be an entrepreneur and have a business, then you need to be looking at how can I be moving closer and closer to the goal, have a bigger impact on my audience, triple my time off, double my income and not be self-employed and wear myself out, then you need a team. And that's the start of the productivity journey as well as 
some simple practices of how to use your calendar and measure stuff and not to mm-hmm. be using mm-hmm. to-do lists and things like that. Chris, have we missed anything uh, in terms of discussion points um, that you'd like to raise up or go through? No, I mean, I could talk all day about this kind of stuff, but eventually people yep. will get bored with the sound of my voice. So I think that, you know, I think the myth of grinding it out, that is very old school. You know, you're burning yourself out, you're buying new technology, thinking that's the answer. You're working harder and harder, repeating the cycle. That's old school. There is an easier way. Reach out to me if you've heard this and it resonates with you and you're looking for some tips. Uh, I'll tell you for your audience, I'll give you a, a free gift that we just created, a free resource, how you can save $480 a week by outsourcing. It's a really great example and it will people it will really resonate with you when we lay out the math and show it to you. Mm-hmm. So that's a free gift to your audience. And I would just say, you know, just tell me your story. Tell me you heard me on this great podcast. Reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn and uh, tell me where your pain point is because you don't need to be there, but you're isolated and by yourself. And so you just don't know which way to go. But I assure you the yeah. way out. And the last thing you so want to easy. do is go down that rabbit hole of, you know, 80 hours may not be enough. So I've got to put in the 100 hours and that that will get you to breaking point. Yeah. And in worst case, you know, talking about depression and, and me- mental illness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as my husband used to say, the first place I was always stealing time was sleep. Like he said, that can't be the first place you go for everything, right? That's not a strategy. So yeah, absolutely. You just don't need to work that hard. I promise you, I've dealt with people with this of all natures, of all businesses that were demanding. One client, when we first started working with this, she was uh, a real estate agent in Buffalo and they, they really, of all the industries, do lack some control because all of a sudden you're buying a house and things turn around quickly in three days. And God help this woman, she also had teenage triplets that were graduating. And she was in the industry for 10 years. And she said to me, Chris, this last year I've worked with you. She said, oh my gosh, I made more money than I did in all these 10 years. And I worked way less hours. And that is a trickier industry, the real estate in- industry. So it can be done. Yeah, and I guess I with real estate, there's always that build up, you know, coming to the end of the sale or negotiation. So it's just about how you manage yeah. that specific process or that specific moment and have things in place to kind of tackle that. Chris, I think that's all we have time for today. Yeah. I have one last question. And I guess throughout this entire journey sure. that you've gone through, what are the things that you were uh, most proud of and has, has it all been worth it in the end? Well, I do love what I do and I really love helping other people in the entrepreneur journey. So I really, I think it's worth it and I think it's really exciting and I think business should be fun and I think it's wonderful to have a job where I can just come up with a new idea and, and implement something that's creative. So it's been, it's been worth it to me for sure. I think it's, it's been great Fantastic. fun. That's I, great I to love hear. what I do. Thank you for the freebie as well. I'll make sure to have all your links down in the show notes below. Again, Chris, thank you for coming on the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast. I appreciate all the knowledge that you have given uh, myself and our audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning into the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. 
If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at the stresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.